Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Fantasy Football Pod. We are the podcast that talks about Scottish football through the unique lens of fantasy football. My name is John and I am joined as ever by Mr. Scooby. Hey, we're going to Ibiza. <laughs> hey, back to the island. John, you must be excited. You're getting out of the country tomorrow. You're off to Ibiza. Hey, I'm going to Ibiza. I'm not in the UK. <laughs> yeah, buzzing, mate. Buzzing. No clubs open, sadly. But, uh, yeah, plenty of fun to be had out on the island, I am sure. Exactly. Yeah, and you're, most importantly, not missing any football. You'll be back in time for the next pod episode, of course. Such is your commitment. Yeah, that's exactly it. I timed, um, timed my holiday just around uh, the international break so that we don't ah, need to do a yeah, pod yeah, yeah. next week. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> How are you doing, Scobie? You're, you're moving back up to Scotland this week. How are you doing? I am, I am. Exciting times. Um, Going to be nice and near Tynecastle. Um, oh, for, fantastic. You know, follow the, the league leaders, as we are. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. But, um, look, we had, another, we had another interesting weekend, didn't we? A spicy weekend, and the, and the action hasn't stopped in the midweek either. There's, been, there's plenty to talk about this week. Oh, there's so much to talk about. Yeah, I mean, let's just get straight into it. Part one this week, you know, let's just smash through some news. There's been loads of it. Um, not what you're about to start. And then part two, we've got um, some great action to go through. Time Castle, Celtic Park, um, through at Dens as well. There was, there was wild, wild scenes in the Dundee away at home end, should I say, towards the end of that game. Um, so where should we start? I mean, I suppose the big news that came through today, Scobie, was from Ibrox. And not only... Has Steven Gerrard been hit with COVID? You know, a, a decent amount of his squad have been hit by it as well. Uh, that's included in the likes of James Tavernier, uh, Ryan Kent. Uh, I think Bassey's got it as well. Yep. Um, what, who else did you have on your list, mate? I was all right. I believe both the goalkeepers, McLaughlin and McGregor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, a number of them that see that they, they are you know allegedly have it and therefore going to miss out not just on mm-hmm. the game tomorrow but but you know also on the on the on the big one on Sunday. Um, it blows it wide open, doesn't it? And from a fancy point of view, I mean everybody's sitting with three Rangers uh, players. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. So um, it's, it's it's a really difficult one to manage. I don't quite know what your thoughts are on it. If you if you're thinking about any substitutions off the back of that news. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got two Rangers players, actually. So I've got Conor Goldson, who is unaffected and scored a goal at the weekend as well. So he'll certainly be staying in my team. I mean, Tav, you can't, can you drop him out? It's a lot of money sitting in there. Yeah, I don't but, think uh, roll Do I roll with him? But then, I mean, as we're going to come on to this, I only had nine players playing at the weekends. You know, it's been really difficult to call, uh, you know, who's been in the squad. You've got Kevin Nisbet, transfer stagger, that's probably, he's probably sitting in a lot of teams. Tav will be in a lot of teams. So that's already coming down. If you're bench tricking, that's another squad member down. It's, it's kind of a bit of carnage out there, isn't it? It does. I, th- I think if you, if, if you have Kent, like I do, the decision's mm. been made for you and it's been made very easy for you. I think most people were probably thinking about getting rid of him at the moment, um, you know, just in the way that he started the season and his, and his yeah. value. Um, and we'll come on to him, but, you know, especially the way somebody like David Turnbull's playing um, after his weekend's exploits. But, you know, I think I think if, if it's going to be someone, Kent, I think it's some of the defenders, you try and maybe roll them 
um, goalkeeping situation, that's a difficult one. Not one that I'm going to have to face, luckily. But again, I'd probably be thinking about maybe kind of swapping someone out. You know, we've got some teams with some good runs coming up. Joe Hart's been a popular choice. And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't hot on that at the start. But a couple of clean sheets to his name already. It could be another one at the weekend. Who knows? Rangers Celtic might be one of those stalemates. Um, you know, and we'll, we'll get into it too. But I also think Aberdeen have got a lovely run coming up as well. So there's there's some options there. I think defensively you maybe stick, um, but the rest of them twist. Lovely. We're sticking. We're twisting. We're twisting across to Hamden. Steve Clark has renewed his contract. Uh, I think he deserved it. I mean, we were disappointed with the Euros, but he did get us there in the end. So I think he deserved it. I'm going to pick up some highlights. I'm sure everyone's seen the Scotland squads. Um, three Scottish Premiership uh, stalwarts were selected for the first time uh, in the Scotland squad, which was really exciting. Then two of the goalkeepers, Xander Clark and his mother, our counterpart, Liam Kelly. Kelly. And also Lewis Ferguson of Aberdeen. Um, League form has been a bit iffy, but, you know, was pretty good in Europe at the start of the season there. So he's been called up as well. Yep. These guys are in Fantasy Football Scotland. Great to see them um, being called up by Clark at last, is it not? It definitely is. It definitely is. I think, like, Ferguson probably, like, you felt like he maybe would have got a call up last year. Just a bit, with that build to the Euros, time was so, you know, mm. precious in terms of, and, and you know, he's, he's, he's in such a thankless position in the middle of the park. There were so many options. It just felt like, you know, there wasn't much point in, them, in, in capping him then, but it's felt like Steve Clark maybe wanted to, so he's, he's following through on that now. So, ah, good to see Fergie in there. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll probably come on to talk a bit more about Aberdeen's midfield, so we'll leave it there for now. But uh, a new face joining Aberdeen, John, what do you make of Austin Samuels joins from uh, Wolves? We don't know his value yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, an inter- a definitely needed in the Aberdeen strike force. I mean, Christian Ramirez um, and Jet have been decent. And then, uh, but apart from that, Aberdeen are looking pretty light going forward in, in centre forward. Well, since I brought him in, Ramirez <laughs> had me sold after week one, banging them in pre-season Europe, and I bring him in. Done. Oh, he missed a good chance at Tynecastle as well. So should I say it was a good save from Craig Gordon and uh, made himself big. But, so yeah, look, Aberdeen needed another striker. And I'll be honest, I know about anything about this bloke. No. Have a look through his Twitter videos. Yes. Scored a decent goal for Wolves under-21s or something recently. A fierce strike sort of cut inside. That's all I've seen of him. You know, we take a gamble on these guys. I mean, you know, you just, you just never know with these Yeah, well, are they going to... They're going to sink or they're going to float in the, in the premiership. I think that's the big thing. Um, someone else on my mind with that, obviously, Ben Woodburn. We talked about a little bit last... Um, last episode, uh, he has now officially signed on loan from Liverpool. It took a wee while to get that deal over the line. Really exciting for us, I think, as Hearts fans. He's he's, mm. he's priced at four and a half million, so he's the same as GMS, which could be quite steep given GMS is a you know at least a proven Premier League player. Um, so yeah, but Woodburn could be really exciting. Four and a half million. There's a lot of options in in midfield across the across the game. Um, but you know, if we get into a nice run and he's, you know, we know he's got a goal in him, I, I think Woodburn's definitely a one to watch. Um, I'm not going to bring him in quite yet, but um, like what we see. He's certainly one of those more exciting uh, loan players that you see, Brian. You know, a familiar name, young, so he's going to be hungry to prove himself. Uh, will he be able to handle the physicality? It's always a physicality, we think, in the Scottish Premiership that, that pe- people struggle with, and that's not the tatty fields that they have to endure as well. Uh, <laughs> some of the pitches uh, are, are to be questioned over over sort of December, January, and February. So yeah. we just have to see how yeah. it goes there. One to watch, and 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think GMS just now is that safer shout for, for Yeah, he is. But GMS and uh, Janelli both injury doubts at the moment, or at least got an orange hanging over their name in this game. Um, remains to be seen if they do come back. Obviously, we were without them um, against Aberdeen, um, GMS certainly. So um, we'll wait and see. Hearts have got some options, though. Good to see us, um, you know, giving ourselves that reinforcing before the window's up. Quality. We've absolutely raced through there. Record. I'm, I'm, I've got sweat on. <laughs> You've got a to catch or something, mate. Uh, it's, it's like I've got my eyes on that pint of Guinness at 7am tomorrow morning already. <laughs> oh, don't. I'll be abroad until 24. Scotland and European Championships being my, my next time abroad at this, at this rate. Um, no, that does wrap us up. We'll move out to part one. Hello and welcome back to part two of this week's Fantasy Fitbar pod brought to you by The Cinch. <laughs> I keep thinking we've like got a sponsor that you've not told me about and I'm, I get excited. Where's hey, my, do you know what? This was a conversation in my office today about how much The Cinch is sponsoring. The Cinch are also sponsoring Creamfields. <laughs> <laughs> Creamfields, England cricket and the Scottish Premiership. Nuts. Brilliant. Well, Scooby, this is honestly the preview, the post-match review that I've personally been waiting for in the sort of 15 or so months that we've been doing the podcast. It's finally Hearts the Aberdeen. Take it away. <laughs> oh, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do a um, I'm not gonna do a huge review on this one, John. It wasn't maybe quite the game that we hoped it would be. Um we're we're both still unbeaten as a positive. We had uh, 20,000 in Tyne Castle, including uh, Mr. Miss, Mr. Finn Thompson, one of our pod guests. Um, look, 1-1, one, one, um, and I think probably a fair result on the balance of it. Um, it was, you know, it, it, it was a good game. I enjoyed it. I thought Boyce um, took his penalty well, did have some other opportunities there. I would have liked to have seen us close it out. Um, Personally, I wasn't I wasn't in love with the formation going into it. I was kind of thinking that we might have wanted to stick, and I think injuries not allowed that with the kind of formation we played against Celtic opening game of the season. I, I quite like seeing us with almost that back five, um, you know. But you know, but for me, we went for it, and uh, and it always felt like there was a goal there for Aberdeen to be taken. Ojo took the goal, of course, one-one. Uh, Do you think one-one was a final result that was fair, or? I think I think looking looking back on the game as a whole, the like Hearts were undoubtedly the best team in the first half. Mm. And I'd say Aberdeen were undoubtedly the best team, better team in the second half, especially once they got the goal, they looked more likely to score. Mm. Um, but clear-cut chances, as I think you've alluded to, were few and far between. Um, actually, Aberdeen probably did have one of the better chances in the first half, that Christian Ramirez one-on-one that we talked about. Yeah. Uh, he should be putting that away. I know it's a great save from Gordon, but he should be putting that away. And then GMS had that miss just before the penalty was awarded. Um, you know, Declan Gallagher, clumsy challenge. We know what Guy Mackay Stevens like. He's won Aberdeen many penalties going down like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gone down like that. But who changed the game for me, Scobie? Uh, it was Jet actually coming on in the 40th minute, which was a kind of forced substitution at the time. McLennan um, was injured um, or thought to be injured anyway. Um, and despite Finn saying it was hammer throwing, I actually, if you look back on the highlights, Jet really, you know, 
played like this player that I think Aberdeen had hoped they'd signed and he was dropping deep and linking up the play and playing really nice passes. He was nutmegging boys. Mm. Um, so I thought he was great. Uh, yeah. That was my overriding thought. Yeah, he did. I think defensively for us, um, you know, uh, the new man, Benny, Benny Gimme, um, felt like he put another good performance. He's a, he's a real safe pair of hands in the middle there, pairing up with Herring well, um, you know, and that could be a, a nice base for us to build on. Uh, as I say, just 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 the just the front three, and whether it was injury that was that was holding them back mm. there a little bit, and just didn't just didn't it wasn't the fluidity we needed. Not very many shots on target throughout the game, was there? One in the first half, um, and I think that was followed by four in the second. So, you know, yeah. it wasn't the best game of football. We'll see the season, I'm sure, but you know, we'll be we're both happy to be sitting there on seven points after three games with real opportunities going into the weekend. So, I guess my big question for Hearts. Dundee United away this weekend. It'll make it 10 points from four games. Um, so is Boyce maybe the perfect man to replace Nisbet um, and Doidge in your team? So just, yeah. to, just, to, just to put that in there, he is cheaper than both of them, uh, considerably mm-hmm. cheaper than, than Nisbet, and he is the top scorer so far among strikers with 23 points. Yeah, no, I totally agree. There was a great thread from the Scottish fantasy football community on Twitter that we retweeted, and it was actually about who do we replace Kevin Nisbet and to a lesser extent um, Christian Doidge as well with. And top of that list, quite rightly so, is uh, Mr. Boyce himself. As you say, he took his penalty really well. Uh, yeah, you've got United away. I mean, United, you know, we might come on to, you know, they, look, they had a couple of really strong results recently, so it's not quite an easy game as you think. But yeah, yeah. then you've got, the, you've got the Edinburgh Derby, Ross County away, that feels like goals. Livy as well. I mean, all those games feel like opportunities for, for Boyce to add. He's got two goals, one assist. Um, yeah, 23 points. This, this guy is... is we, we say essential too much, right? We say it too much. But I think he's an almost a must-have in that, in that front line. Definitely, we um, talked about it last year. I think we we both picked him out as a player. I was picking him out as a player that you know when Hearts came back into the Premiership, one that you know would just be a must-have. I think we did a bit of a, a bit of a mm-hmm. Twitter thing about what kind of value we'd looked at, and he came in around the value we'd hoped for. I think we said mm-hmm. five and five and a half, five yes, five and a half maybe not. At this stage, he would take five and a half from me. As I say, he's still only there at five point three. I think he's up to now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you've just got to go with it. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, um, you just look at Ramirez across there at, at Patodre, and he's 0.4 million more expensive. Uh, he's not on penalties, and he's not got that proven element yet in the Scottish Premiership as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for so for me, it's Boyce over Ramirez, and Boyce over most other uh, striking options in that bucket that's under the six million premium asset that we we talk about. Definitely. Oh, we'll talk about strikers a little bit more because a couple of people I do want to talk about as part of it. But, you know, just to touch on Aberdeen, is now the time to invest in Aberdeen players? You love the run. So just for those that you've, you've not looked at the picture list, you've got County, Motherwell, um, Saints and the Buddies in the next four. Mm. Really nice four weeks when you look at it that way. Um, I personally, like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pick someone out in the midfield. Um, and where a bit of value is. And I'm wondering, is it Ojo? Do you know what, Ojo? I mean, I can't believe we're having this conversation after last year, but he's come back uh, under glass and has come back a different player. He's been asked to play in a different role as well, which is important to take into account. He's pretty much playing in, a, in part of the front three. Yep. So all, he, all he's doing is pressing and moving forward. And before he really struggled playing as that deep line midfielder being asked to dictate the game, 
and he just isn't good enough and he's not going to do a pass with the ball. But what he's really good at doing is running hard into folk and pressing yeah. high. And he's created, he created a good goal in Europe against the Icelandics at home to, yeah. uh, at home up with Todre. And he also got the goal at Tynecastle. So, you know, he's what, 2.9 million? 2.9 million. So he is really cheap. And I know he was called out on the, um, the head office are doing a, a, they do a wee article now once a week as well. And he was called out in there. And do you know what? I've seen worse shouts. Is he a slight rotation risk just with European football? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Um, for me, the value in the Aberdeen team is, is still the two fullbacks. Yeah, absolutely. But I think you need to have, I think you need to have three Aberdeen players in there. So for me, I've got Ramirez, I've got Ramsey. Who right. I fill that hole with. I've got Christian Fuchs sitting there at 3.4 million. Like, mm. sorry, Christian. You're not gonna you're not gonna bring me points this season. There's somebody like Ojo and also Jenks. I mean, I wanted to get your view on Jenks as well. He's only three point two and he's also kind of playing up yeah. and around there. Again, it's the rotation as you say, but do you think he's a better shout? Uh, uh no, no, I think Ojo's probably your boy because he's got Ojo's more likely to start more games. But I mean Jenks scored a, an absolute ripper of a goal at the at the spaghetti had pre-pitch yeah. invasion. So he's clearly <laughs> got a good strike and he's really highly thought of down at Brighton. Mm-hmm. Um sort of like that. So I mean, you make quick examples or quick comparisons to that sort of James Madison vibes of bringing them down. Obviously not quite on the same level, no. uh, but real potential to, to, to have some, some returns. But I can't, I can't believe you're saying this. He's the Belgian uh, Funzo Ojo. We're going with it. You've made my transfer decision an awful lot easier this week, though. Um, well, yeah, we'll keep it rolling here. We'll just be talking about Dundee United. Hearts have got them this weekend. Dundee United, who we, we asked the question, could they build on that big result against Rangers um, away at Bidemid Park? And they bloody well did. Peter Paul had a funny old day with a goal <laughs> and a sending off. Peter Paul, Paul's favourite of, of yours in particular. Um, yeah, netting him out with five points and a ban for his, um, you know, for his dues. But a massive win for Dundee United. Um, and their defence, as it did for much of last season, is, is looking appealing. A couple of games yeah. in a row. They've got St Mirren and Dundee coming up after Hearts. And also, could I see nil-nil Hearts-Dundee United? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do we invest in someone like Jamie Robson? I mean, Jamie Robson obviously scored the winner against Rangers. We, t- we touched on that. It was like it was only second goal in about 170 games. So he's not going to, yeah. I don't think he's going to offer much of a goal scoring threat. Uh, we keep saying it. Charlie Mulgrew's got a return at some point, right? He's, he's yeah. still in all set pieces. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah, Peter Pollitt. I mean, did you see the, the celebration, the photo that they put up of him? It's oh, like he's got his shorts up to his nipples. It's so funny. <laughs> It's just Scottish football brilliance. Uh, interesting one on this, and one that would have hurt uh, many fantasy football Scotland managers, was Benji Segrist didn't make the squad. Yes. Uh, it was Trevor Carson, who you called out as it could be a, quite a cheap sleeper option uh, if, if the, the move does materialise for Segrist for whatever. I mean, there's a lot of funny absentees from, from games. So that's an interesting one. Adrian Sport. You know, it's that's two podcasts in a row. I've said he was playing left wing in this game, so he's that def- he's a good defensive option as well. Fantastic. Uh, so, so, so for me, Spore, Mulgrew, and if Seagrass goes Carson, uh, those are those are the, the sort of defensive players I'm, I'm thinking about from a, a Tanadice point of view. Fair, Jamie Robson is also the second highest scoring defender in the game at this point with wow. 22 points. And okay, yeah, with that goal, but a couple of clean sheets. 
just goes to show. Yeah, we've got him, Liam Smith, Ryan Edwards. They've all been playing Mulgrew and Spoil. That's your options. Maybe have a think about Dundee United defenders. I bet it's nil-nil now, and I won't have called it. Um, yeah, so moving on. Who else has been scoring lots of points this season? Strikers have been a weird one again. We don't want your big-name strikers. We just want people that score points. And somebody that scores points at this point is Tony Watts. 21 points, the second top scorer in the game. Um, so a massive win for them away. That was their first win of the season against Livingston. Uh, say Tony Watt with the goal. Um, mm. They'll fancy themselves against Dundee, Dundee at home um, this weekend. Dundee have been, you know, on the, on the, on the back end of some pretty big losses. Uh, last, you know, already this season. A, a, a good draw against Hibs, obviously, at the weekend there. But... Go like we see if your mother will. It was a really important win, wasn't it? We we we'd sort of touched on it. I mean, you can't really say any games a must win at this stage of the season, but both hmm. sides had sort of had iffy starts, and you do worry a wee bit for Livingston. Um, obviously not in the grand scheme of things, but you know it's it's not the best start, and this was a difficult way to lose. Alan Forrest popping up the goal there, just reminding us of the, of his hmm. fantasy football Scotland value. And yeah, you know, we got so excited about the budget bird camp after his header at Easter Roads or against Hibs, sorry, it was at home, but against yeah, Hibs yeah. on the first game of the season. So excited that I brought him in and he was, you know, it was, it was, he just sounded sexy. But what we're really forgetting here is that, that Tony Watt is proven in the Scottish Premiership and, and really showing that he is the number one Motherwell player to own if you're that way inclined. Absolutely. You know, just maybe he's not the trendiest pick, Tony Watt, and wasn't last year either, mm-hmm. but. You know, he was a big part of like the success they had from an attacking point of view when they did, and he was always there. And we loved the effort that he gave every week. You could see it. You know, he he clearly loves it there, and he's yeah. enjoying his you know his time playing under Alexander. So, yeah, I think he's enjoying. I think he's enjoying being like the elder statesman in the squad. Yeah. You know, he's he's been seen with the captain's armband on, maybe you know not leading them out, but. When the, when the captain goes off or whatever. So I think he's just enjoying that slightly different role that maybe the youngsters are looking up to him. And he's obviously been there, been at Motherwell now for a wee while and sort of uh, feeling at home and, and looking good. So yeah, definitely another striker to be thinking about um, with, with yeah. what? They've got Dundee, Aberdeen, Aberdeen Rangers in the, in the next four games. It's tough, but... It is. The, the, the run gets quite tough afterwards. So that's probably the thing that's put me off. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've quite enjoyed... Uh, Quite enjoyed Bruce Anderson so far. He's about the same value. He'd be the kind of person I'm taking out. Bruce Anderson's got himself a goal and assist in his last two games. You know, they're going up against Hibs away. They've got Dundee. They've, you know, then got Celtic Hearts. So, Mirren doesn't get any easier for them. But Livingston always kind of look like they're up for it. And Bruce Anderson's the kind of guy that, that might get a goal. So, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm going for Tony yet. Um, I'll stick with where I am. But, yeah, one to watch. Hmm. Did I just mention Celtic? I sure did. Um, and we'll sort of finish this section off, I think, talking about it um, and talking about Ange. Um, so obviously we named the episode last week after that man, Furuhashi. Yeah, just, you just Furuh had him. You Furuh had to have him. Furuh had to buy him. We had a lot of different names that were kicking around. We went with one. Furuh had to damn. Furuh had to, he's going to Furuh fucking scored him. Um, he did not. <laughs> and it was that man, Leela Bada, who I kept my faith with, even though I named an episode of my podcast after Furuhashi. I went with the Bada, opened it up to um, uh, David Turnbull was on fire in this game, though. I mean, just unbelievable. 
uh, rattled the post right at the start, didn't he? And then and then and then followed that with a hat trick, um, and then one from Edward, which was which was you know the crap the crap one of the bunch, as it was <laughs> six nil, really hitting their stride against you know against Dundee, fine, but ahead of the old firm weekend, which is massive. Mm. And, and now we know that we're, they're going to be facing a Rangers side that's depleted. Yeah. I mean, how would, who would have guessed this, you know, at the start of the season, that come week four, you know, Celtic are, if not clear favourites, like very, there's a very strong argument to think that they are going to win uh, this coming weekend. Yeah. Just a word on this midfield, and it was, it, was, it was so frustrating from a fantasy football Scotland point of view, right? I mean, everyone had Kyogo in. <laughs> but what seems to have happened, and I always think this is quite a sign of a good player, a really good player when it comes to, when it comes to a team, is he seems to have brought the standard of everyone else up around him in that squad. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so good players tend to like to play with good players, and he's clearly brought that level up that level of professionalism that's maybe been missing since Brenda uh, went south to Leicester. And they're basic, I think like, you know, Turnbull seen, shite, Kyogo's going to got a hat-trick last week. I need to get out and prove myself that I should still be in this team. And they're all trying to outdo each other, which is great if you're a Celtic fan, uh, but really difficult if you're a fantasy football Scotland manager. It is. My question was actually going to be to you. Is, it, is now the time to have three Celtic midfielders? So I thought about this a lot. I actually tweeted it as well. Uh, no is the short answer. I think it, you can have two, but because there's so much value in Tony Ralston, which is difficult with uh, JJ having arrived and he's 4.3 million in the game, might take his position, but there's no reason to drop Ralston just now. So you have to take yeah. faith in that. And the other option is Stephen Welsh, who I do have in my team. Yeah. He's also two, under 2.5 million. Exactly. Uh, you know, keeping clean sheets, got an assist. I mean, it was a pass to Turnbull from like 40 yards away. But we get the assist in Fantasy Football Scotland, so we're happy. So I think you take one of the defenders, just because they've, the, the, they've got the attacking output more so than perhaps other teams. And then I'd say, yes, it's two midfielders. Yeah, and I mean, still... six of the top uh, 11 uh, midfielders from a scoring point of view in the game are from Celtic. That's Rogic, um, Callum McGregor, Ryan Christie, Abada, Furahash, mm. and then topping them all, Turnbull. Oh. So, I mean, there's just points everywhere in that Celtic midfield. It's, it's almost that point, it's usually a tough point, of, well, who's going who's gonna to get the points this week? Yeah, they've had two pretty easy games where teams have fairly let, you know, laid down to them. I, I'm I was Not forgetting that St Mirren had a man sent off as well. Exactly, that too. And I, look, you're thinking, I want to see them play a Hearts and Aberdeen, you know, uh, a Hibs. I want to see them play one of the top teams in the league or Rangers, mm. um, you know, to please. <laughs> <laughs> you, want to, you want to see how they'll, they'll deal with that. Because uh, you know, they, they didn't look good against us when they, when they, when they had a, a bit of a defensive opposition ahead of them. They didn't have many answers. But that feels like a that feels like a lifetime ago for them. They have come on leaps and bounds, mm. playing better in Europe as well. So um yeah, let's see where it goes. I think yeah, definitely two, but you've got three Celtic um, players in your team every day of the week at the moment. Aye. Absolutely. It's 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 difficult, isn't it? It's Kyogo, probably it's probably Turnbull, but about as that nice uh, price point, isn't it? He's under he five million. Yeah, it's interesting. Further notice. It's interesting. Cal McGregor, we were chatting a lot about before the season starts, and just because there's so much more attacking options in that midfield, you're probably now moving away slightly from him. But 
What a decision to make, eh? What a decision to make. We'll leave you with that. Welcome to the final part of this week's Fantasy Fitbar pod. This is the part where we go to Twitter, Scooby, for questions. And we also have a look at the Fantasy Fitbar pod 600 individual league, which must be an absolute nightmare to, to see what's going on there. <laughs> it does. It takes me the best part of the week to find out who the top scorer was. Um... <laughs> I always get there in the end, but then we get to the pod. Um, what's the question? Make it a good one. Because the question here is from our very friendly, specky um, man, Craig Gagan. That was the nicest uh, way you've ever described him. <laughs> and, uh, and the question is, is Cal McGuinness moving into must-have territory? Oh, that's a really good question. It is good. He's normally coming really in. Good you... question from Ribbons. Um, absolutely yes. And um, you know, I did pick him out at an earlier point in the season. I've still not brought him in. <laughs> so good stuff. Practice what you preach and all that. No, I think he definitely is. Um, yeah. pr- like it's very clear now he's going to be a big role in that midfield. Um, you know, throughout the season, the price point is just you know you've got to have him. Again, he's sort of the sort of uh, you know the same sort of prices. I called him Christian Fuchs earlier, didn't I? Jando Fuchs. He's he's at what three point six million now, so he has climbed twenty one points. Uh, he's now up to eleven percent ownership as well. I think Ooh, wow. definitely, definitely, and a lot of people are are jumping onto that bandwagon. So yeah, mm. it's interesting, isn't it? Because you know, Hibs have gone from. And and that and that two two defeat will have will have hurt them, I think, away at Dundee, especially having been in a position to be to be taking all three points. And with Nisbet, I mean, no one knows what's going on there. They claimed it was COVID. I mean, I just wonder again if you know there was all that chat in the January transfer window about him leaving. You know, now there's rumours about Celtic doing some sort of cash swap deal with Lee Griffiths coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a tricky one for Hibs because there's been so much positivity around Easter Road and you hope this just doesn't, well, you will be hoping it will derail them, but <laughs> it, 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 it's unfortunate that it's just because one of their better players has been subject to such massive uh, transfer speculation and they'll just be looking forward to that window shutting uh, come the end of the month. Yeah, of course, and they're trying to shut the door in it as heavy-handedly as they can. Ross came out a couple of days ago didn't he, and called it all nonsense. Um, but, you know, you, you feel like they've obviously managed to get the deal done for Boyle and that will have cost them, mm. you know, can they afford to keep this one at this point stage as well? Maybe they can, maybe they can get a contract done, which might give them a, you know, a, a better transfer value for them in the long run if somebody has to buy them out and buy them out of that contract. Um but yeah, difficult situation for Hibs for sure. And I it really is. wish them all the best. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, Scooby, I forgot that. This is the point of the show that I meant to say my favourite team name. And I'll be honest, I hadn't done my homework. But whilst we're looking, I've just flicked through the league. And this is a peach. I don't know if you know. <laughs> Number 25 in the league, James Wilson. Cinchy Striders. 
Oh, hats off to you, James. That is a that is a belter. Cinchy striders. That man deserves a sticker. <laughs> Get that man a sticker. Get that man a sticker. Give us your address, mate. James Wilson. I mean, do you think it's James Wilson that's ex-Man U, former Aberdeen striker? We, I believe so. We must have been very Well, let a quick look. Uh, there's no change up at the top. Um, we have still got our man, Haji Neeps and Tatties, um, Donny Robertson. Thanks, Donny, for um, acknowledging your sticker. Glad to um, hear you, you got that. I'm sure it's probably a place somewhere in the house um, or on, some, on one of your prized possessions. Uh, yeah, on your toilet before. seat. <laughs> on the top of the year. 239. Um, so, yeah, top of the league for the second week running. Um, and we only had one person that broke 90 this week. 91 he scored with. Uh, I'd wild carded. So, you know, playing the early card. Um, and mm. David Turnbull as captain, bringing in 50 points in itself. That was Monk's finest, Daniel McBeath. Well done, Daniel. 91 <sighs> points. Captain in Turnbull, I mean, that's incredible. You see that other team we shared was uh, the guy triple captain, David Turnbull. <laughs> Sat on 75 points after uh, after Saturday's, what was it, two games or whatever. Stuff. Uh, the people I that... that. I triple captain Sergio Aguero many years ago against uh, when he played against Newcastle and he scored five. <laughs> I think I got 90 something points. I, oh. I probably didn't even mean to use the triple captain token. I probably. Uh... Not but you know what, like that, I, that, that, I mean, not to take anything away, that is a very good, but he's understandable. But David Turnbull, the guy who's like not scored a league goal yet this season, yeah. it's just, ah. Uh, I don't think that guy it? can be playing until the end of the season. I think he's just, you know, he's having to go with it. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, exactly. Well, get in touch if you want a sticker. If anyone wants a sticker, get in touch. You've got plenty. <laughs> <laughs> stickers, stickers. <laughs> roll up, roll up. Well, that's it. John, I hope you have a cracker of a holiday. Hope you come back in one or two bits, um, and we'll you know, we'll wheel you onto the pod. I'm sure. Uh, wheel you onto the time. pod. <laughs> Thanks, mate. All the best. Thanks very much for listening. As always, listeners, get in touch on Twitter. Uh, we love it. We cinch it. Enjoy the weekend, trips. <laughs> <laughs>